0: No Thanks Needed, with Mike Van Acker. Hey guys, it's Mike, and this is No Thanks Needed. In this episode, what's going on in my mind? Where is my son Jake's laptop? And I'll ask the question, what the hell was this year all about? But first... No Thanks Needed News. Well, people, it's happening. The coronavirus is back. Sydney has a bunch of cases. At the time of me recording this, it's about 30, but who knows how many it could be by the time you're listening to it. And I can't help but think that somewhere, someone, maybe a politician, maybe a senior health bureaucrat, has looked at his Christmas plans and said, you know what, it's been a horror of a year. I just want a nice... Peaceful Christmas break, but my wife's sister, her husband, and their feral kids are due to show up on the 22nd and hang around till New Year's. And I think that person has thought to themselves, they live on the northern beaches of New South Wales. You know what? All we need is another outbreak. And then suddenly we have 30 cases, and Aunt Beryl and Uncle Dave and their screaming horde are grounded, and Christmas is saved. The coronavirus, for some people, it's a pandemic, for others, It's a Christmas miracle. No thanks needed. Sport. Well, highs and lows this week for me as a cricket fan. Obviously, the first test against the Indians in Adelaide was an amazing win for Australia, like nothing I've ever seen before. That was so much fun to watch, and it took away the pain of what was the Brisbane Heat's second match. As I mentioned last week, Brisbane Heat going along a bit shit this year. They are none for two after two games. Last game they lost, they should have won, but I know from previous seasons that the ability to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory is the Brisbane Heat's superpower. Got to say, though, I took a certain malicious pleasure. I think what the Germans would call Schadenfreude. Am I think? Am I saying that right? I don't even know if I am. It doesn't matter. I took some of that from watching Ben Cutting go to town on our bowlers last game. If you know the Heat history, you'll know Ben Cutting was a Heat player. And last season, after a disappointing year for everyone concerned, they cut him. He still had a year to go in his contract. But they said, out you go, champ. We think we can do better than you. And he quietly went, Right. We'll see about that. And he went and signed up with the Sydney Thunder. First game against the Heat, he was a big part of the partnership that cost us the game and a big up yours to the management of the Brisbane Heat. Well, look, it was actually crap bowling that cost us the game. But even with shit bowling, you still got to hit them right. And Ben Cutting and Daniel Sam certainly did that. Now, it's not that I'm such a huge Ben Cutting fan. The truth is he used to frustrate the shit out of me sometimes. But the thing is, if you have a contract, you're performing reasonably well and you're doing all the things you're asked to do, You should get to keep your job. And when that doesn't happen, I love it when the discarded party gets a new gig and makes their old employers pay for their lack of confidence and faith. And I hope he does it to us all year. And I can relate. Speaking personally, I can't wait to show my old employers in radio that they made a mistake letting me go when I start my new gig. What new gig? Well, I don't have one yet, but there is one on the horizon I'm up for that I'm trying not to think too hard about. So I won't talk too much about it now, but bring on the new year. That's right, I managed to make sport news all about me. That was not planned. (laughs) No thanks needed. So you might know from previous episodes, I'm in a painting frenzy at the moment, and that will continue for a few more days, and then I'll put the paint away for the Christmas period. Officially, I'm going to paint on in January because there's still heaps to do, but in reality, I'll probably leave it until it's time to prepare the house for next Christmas. I was talking to a mate the other day who said, what do you think about while well, you're painting? You've got a very busy mind and you're just standing there painting. What do you think about? And I really wasn't able to answer that. So yesterday, as an experiment, I actually did that thing that they call watching your own thoughts. So, And then I stopped occasionally when I had a random one and put it in my phone so I could talk to you guys about it. So yesterday I was painting the eaves in the front of the house which was harder than it should have been because we've planted gardens all along the front of the house so I was what I call stunt painting. At one point I was actually standing on a narrow window ledge holding on to the security screen across the window with one hand leaning out and painting with the other. Now we've got a low set house so there's, there's no danger. Um, you know, I call it stunt painting, it's really just painting in an awkward position hanging on when I should have just got a ladder. But there's no actual danger except to Drea's succulents and heaven help anyone who messes with them, I spilt a little bit of paint on some and uh, that did not go unnoticed. Anyway, the first random thought I had whilst I was hanging on and painting was, I wonder if I could ever get fit and strong enough to go on Australian Ninja Warrior and I can tell you the answer to that is, absolutely not. I monitored my thoughts yesterday, one of the ones I had, did people in Shakespeare's time really wear tights? What were those tights made of? They didn't have lycra back then. Where did one go to buy a codpiece? Are codpieces one size fits all? Are there codpiece fitters, professional fitters? I moved on, I thought about Christmas songs and how most of them are a bit crap and how I think we all know that but no one seems to mind. It occurred to me that Mariah Carey has a Christmas special on Apple TV and I thought about how she seems unable to take a publicity photo without getting her girls out, even her Christmas stuff. I've seen those photos and it's just hanging out there and her message for Christmas seems to be peace on earth, goodwill to men and check out my tits. Then I remembered a girlfriend I had maybe 20 years ago who was a bit of a hippie. I remembered a conversation we had where she told me about an older gentleman she knew who retired from work and two days later had a particularly debilitating stroke. He wound up mostly paralysed and she said, I wonder why he chose that for himself, which at the time I thought was an odd thing to say. So I asked her and she said that he and his spirit guide would have mapped out his life before he was born and he would have made his major life choices based on the lessons he needed to learn. Now, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, and it turns out a spirit guide made life choices for me that are playing out in this lifetime and this year, I promise you that when I die and I see my spirit guide in the afterlife or wherever it is we go, I'm going to kick him in the nuts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got the work experience guide. What a dickhead. Anyway, going back to that girl, obviously I broke up with her. Uh, she told me she was not a good partner to me and wouldn't be for anyone because her inner child needed to heal. So we broke up. But not before she managed to withdraw five grand from my business bank account and take off with it. And I imagine she spent it at that toy shop, World for Inner Kids. <laughs> I thought about the American election and how I made I had lunch with the other day. I had, okay, this guy, he's a bloke I like. He's got opinions I listen to and he told me, that Trump will remain president or there would be a rerun of the election. He said he would bet his house on it. So I guess we'll see about that. And then a jingle jumped into my head. Okay, Brisbane people, can you complete this line? Three, six, eight, one, triple eight, brings. Now, if you're thinking, Sylvia's to your door, then you were a resident of Brisbane in the 1980s and you'll know Silvio was the first dollar pizza chain in Brisbane, or certainly one of the first anyway. I seem to recall they were bought out by Domino's. Anyway, for better or for worse, and to answer my mate's question, that is the crap that goes through my head while I'm painting. Yeah, you'd think I'd just turn on the radio. Oh, no thanks needed. You know what I hate? I hate it when your kid does something really dumb, but you can't get too angry because it's a sort of dumb thing that you might have done or will do or have done. That's happened yesterday. It's still in play, as it were. Jake was out and about yesterday. Uh, he rolled in around 9.30 last night. I was on the couch. He sat down. We had one of those really cool father-son bonding moments where I went, uh, how's your day? Yeah, good. "How's yours? Yeah, good. What's new? Oh, uh, uh, nothing. Yeah, right. Uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Dunno. Okay. And then his eyes opened wider, and he goes, oh, crap. I left my laptop in the DD. He got a Didi home. He rings the guy. Very quick. Keep in mind, the the Didi driver has dropped him off like five minutes ago. He can't be too far away. And I hear Jake on the phone going, yeah, good out, Jake. He just dropped me a Kalango. My laptop's in your car. And for ages, he's Jake's just going, yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. And I'm going, what is he saying? And I say to him, Jake, say, say hang on a minute and tell me what's going on. Jake goes, I said, we've got to go pick it up from this house tomorrow. He's too busy to come back. I said, he's like five minutes away. Tell him we'll give him 50 bucks. Tell him we'll give him 50 bucks if he just brings it back now. So Jake goes, oh, but no, no, can't be done. He said we can pick it up from his home tomorrow and check it out, he lives in Goodna. Goodna is like an hour from where we live. So I don't know if we're ever getting the laptop back. That situation is in play and I'll update you all on that next episode. But the point is I want to go, mate, how can you be so stupid leaving your laptop in a DD? For God's sake, get your shit together. But it's absolutely the sort of thing that I might do, have done and almost certainly will do again. So I can't really say too much. Andy he knows it. No things needed. Well, beautiful people, as it happens, this is going to be my last episode for the year. My producer, Gilberto, is taking a break, and without him, nothing happens, so I'm taking a break with him. Um, well, not actually with him. I'm pretty sure his bride, Carolina, 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 I think, uh, would uh, prefer I wasn't there, so I won't be, but I'd like to wish them both a, a safe and happy Christmas. But I got to thinking, what was this year all about? And for me... It's about resilience, I suppose, Uh, and I guess it is for a lot of people, but in, in March, when the world stopped, all of my work stopped with it, including a promising lead on a radio gig, and suddenly, for the first time in a really, really long time, I was an unemployed person with no prospects, and I thought to myself, I am not losing my house over this coronavirus shit, so I went out and I hustled. That's right, off to the valley I went where I worked a street corner for an entire day. Came home with $25.25 and Drea said, which cheap bastard gave you 25 cents? And I said, all of them. (laughs) That's an old joke, sorry. Possibly the reason I'm still unemployed, don't I? In actual fact I went out and I hustled. I worked for a lawn mowing company, they sent me the clients' details, I went and mowed their lawn. I stacked shelves at Kohl's and it's funny to me that the media say things like, Oh, they're not prepared to go out and stack shelves. You know what? It's actually good money. Kohl's for a good company to work for, and just quietly, not an easy job to get. I had to dance like a monkey at the audition. Not not literally, but almost. Uh I said audition, I've just realised, at the job interview, (laughs) at the job interview to get the job. In July, trivia started up again and I picked up two new trivia rooms and we're up and running and it's all good. Along the way, Drea's COVID business is kicking us too, so we're going to be okay. Second, third, fourth or fifth waves notwithstanding. Sometimes you just got to keep on going even when you don't want to. And that's actually the message I tell myself about the podcast, to be honest. Um, Not that I don't want to keep going. I do. I enjoy it. But I can honestly say out of the 27 episodes we've done, there's been maybe one or two that I thought were okay. In the beginning, I could barely listen to them. Uh, Luckily, my beloved listeners are not quite so judgmental, uh, so thank you for hanging in there. I really appreciate your support, and I'm committed to doing this until I get good at it. Shoutouts this week to Stephen Head, a retired comedian with one of the best comedy minds I've ever seen, a huge loss to the comedy world when he pulled the pin. Uh, But you should all subscribe to his um, Instagram account, Stephen's Work Lunch. It's hilarious. I'm not going to give you any details. Just do it. Also shout out this week to my brother Andrew Nason, my partner in crime in most things. One of the highlights of the year was running COVID trivia trivia shows online where I mostly drank beer whilst Andrew and I asked questions and he did his best to keep the whole thing on an even keel. Also to my neighbours Marg and Warren my next door neighbours, beautiful people who themselves have had an especially challenging year. I know Marg listens every week and I love that about you guys. My final shout-out to the year, go to Jake and Drea, both of whom are essential to this podcast. If they didn't do the stuff they do, what would I talk about? Love you both. Have a happy and safe Christmas, beautiful people. A great new year. I'll be back with a new ep dropping on January 11. Until that time, I'm going to be looking for stuff to talk to you all about. Drop me a line if you want to uh, via the Facebook page. It's probably the easiest way. I'd love to know how you're getting on. I'll miss you guys. I'll talk to you January 11. Bye. No thanks needed with Mike Van Acker. Produced by the Podcast Boss.